he replied slowly, I'm a mite older, Sir Richard, but I feels the same. He glanced at the nearest empty gun port. It's going to be strange, never facing an enemy broadside again. They went on deck, beneath the poop, and past the big double wheel, where the helmsmen were already in position, four of them. Tyak was taking no chances. Despite the wind, it was warmer on deck than he had expected. He felt the new pitch sticking to his shoes as he crossed to the quarter-deck rail. From here to the beakhead, there were men everywhere, with more already swarming aloft to the topsail yards. Aft by the mizzenmast, the marines were waiting in squads to man the braces and halyards. The old hands claimed it was because the mizzen's sail plan was the simplest, and could mostly be handled from the deck, so that even a bullock could manage it. Balitho saw the quick glances, the word passing along the upper deck. Avery was standing by the opposite rail, hat tugged down over the greying hair, which was part of the price of his service. Tyak was speaking with the sailing master, Trajidgo, a straight-backed man with an unsmiling, taciturn countenance. He was a Cornishman, and he had served in Frobisher for the four years since her capture, and under her two captains. Jefferson, whom Rhodes had casually dismissed, slipped his cable two years back, buried at sea, poor fellow, and Oliphant, who had left in such haste. Tyak faced him and touched his hat. Ready, Sir Richard. Alitho glanced up at his flag, streaming against an almost cloudless sky. Carry on, Captain Tyak. Calls trilled, and parties of men dashed below, where they were needed on the other capstan to add their weight to the straining cable. Belitho shaded his eyes to watch a few passing boats. There were women in one of them, whores going to greet another new arrival at Spithead. It was unofficially common practice to allow prostitutes on board, if only to prevent men from desertion and the aftermath of punishment. Anchor's hove short, sir. That was Kellett, the first lieutenant. He was right up forward by the cathead, where he could watch the lie of the cable as the heaving, straining men of the capstan bars hauled their ship to her anchor by muscle alone. Kellett came from an admiral's family. Belitho had seen him only once since he had come aboard, a young, serious-faced officer with deceptively mild eyes. Stand by on the capstan. Lose the headsails. Some confusion ensued, but there were trained hands well-placed to assist or knock the offender into position. Hands aloft, loose topsails. The men were already poised to swarm out along the tapering yards. It was no place for anyone with a bad head for heights. He smiled at himself. Clank, clank, clank. The pawls on the capstan were slowing. He imagined the great anchor moving below the ship's shadow, a last grip upon the land. A fifer and a fiddler broke into a tune, and across the backs of crouching seamen and those at the braces with our eyes lifted to the yards, Belitho saw Alday watching him, as if nothing stood between them. So that was what he had been doing. Belitho lifted one hand, and he saw a midshipman turn to stare at him. But he saw only Alday, with the shantyman's reedy voice rising even above the squeal of blocks to remind him, to bring it all back once more. There was a girl in Portsmouth town. Heave, my bullies, heave! He touched his eye. Portsmouth lass. 
Only all day and perhaps one other would have thought of it. Anchors away, sir! Frobisher was already swinging round, leaning above her own reflection, as the anchor was hoisted up and catted home. He beckoned to Avery. Walk with me, George. While men bustled past them and cordage slithered along the deck like snakes, they walked together, as they had before when the guns had flamed and thundered all around them. Is there anything I can do, Sir Richard? Belitho shook his head. How could he explain to Avery, of all people, that he could not bear to watch the land slide away and to be alone with his thoughts and his sense of loss? Instead, he looked up at his flag, high and clean above the deck. The last command. He acknowledged it as if he had spoken aloud. Then so be it.